0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by the greatest show on earth, October 1st, Antilly School, St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Letstalkideas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo welcome to pulse of the caribbean caribbean news roundup here's a look at some of our caribbean headlines for today eight members of u.s congress calls for jones act waiver for puerto rico jamaica massive drug bus at ian fleming international airport prompt security probe at u.n india perceived as voice of global south President of Dominica calls for end to Russia-Ukraine war, Cuba trade embargo, and U.S. sanctions on Venezuela. Government of Antigua and Barbuda seeks ways to improve water supply, signs MOU with Malta. Jet bridges, second floor, and more upgrades for U.S. Virgin Islands airports. And Rihanna to headline Super Bowl halftime show. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 26. We start a report today in Puerto Rico where eight members of U.S. Congress calls for the Jones Act waiver for the U.S. territory. The Maritime Executive reports eight Democratic members of Congress have called for a one-year comprehensive waiver to the Jones Act for Puerto Rico in the wake of Hurricane Fiona. The Jones Act is a federal law that regulates maritime commerce in the United States. The Jones Act requires goods shipped between U.S. ports to be transported on ships that are built, owned, and operated by United States citizens or permanent residents. In an open letter to the Secretary of Homeland Security, U.S. representatives argued temporarily suspending Jones Act requirements would help Puerto Ricans meet the challenge of post-storm reconstruction. The waiver they argued would give Puerto Rico more access to the oil needed for its power plants, food, medicine, clothing, and building supplies. The American Maritime Partnership, the Industry Coalition, representing Jones Act vessel operators and union members, Push back in a separate letter stating that the American Maritime Partnership opposes a Jones Act waiver for hurricane response because cargo is already getting through. According to Kay Park, president of the American Maritime Partnership, Jones Act carriers had 2,000 containers in port and ready to unload as soon as the Coast Guard lifted restrictions. Six more ships have already arrived with an additional 4,000 containers. Jones Jones Act carriers have additional capacity available to deliver relief cargos as needed, and they are prioritizing emergency supplies over commercial cargos, he said. He noted that Puerto Rico gets virtually all of its refined petroleum products from inside the United States using non-Jones Act tankers, so a waiver would not have much impact on these shipments. The U.S. White House has given no indication that it would seek or support a waiver hurricane fiona dumped 20 to 32 inches of rain on a large part of puerto rico causing extensive flood damage and the whole island lost power about 50 percent of the households had power restored by saturday president biden has approved a major disaster declaration authorizing the u.s federal emergency management agency to provide assistance throughout the island Now on to Jamaica, where a massive drug bus at the Ian Fleming International Airport has prompted a security probe. The Sinkitz Nevis Observer via CMC reports, the Airport Authority of Jamaica will be undertaking a security review following the recent multi-million dollar cocaine bus at the Ian Fleming International Airport in St. Mary. In an interview, Airport Authority of Jamaica President and Chief Executive Officer Audley Diedrich said, the drug bus has prompted the agency to take a closer look at security at the airport. According to Diedrich, the airport operates at international security standards, and based on this, the facility is required by regulation to abide by established security measures and protocols. On Friday, personnel from Jamaica's Narcotics Division and Counterterrorism and Organized Crime Division, along with their counterparts from the United States and Canada, carried out targeted operations at the airport and seized 10 bags containing just over 1,100 pounds of cocaine valued at $25 U.S. dollars. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now on to the United Nations, where India is perceived as voice of global south. Bahamanews.net via Ami News reports India's External Affairs Minister S. Jashankar, on saturday said one of the key takeaways from his visit to the 77th united nations general assembly in new york was how india is being perceived as the voice of global south we are today perceived very widely as the voice of the global south there is a huge crisis right now in the world economy where the cost of food the cost of fuel there is worry about fertilizers there is great frustration that these issues are not being heard, he said. At the United Nations General Assembly, India used a global stage to step up its diplomatic engagements in bilateral and plurilateral formats with more than 100 counterparts, stressing on South-South Corporation, which is a broad framework of collaboration among countries of the South in political, economic, social, cultural, environmental, and technical domains. At a special event, India at 75, and India's unique partnership with the United Nations, India was lauded by some of the top officials of the United Nations, along with leaders from Global South, who highlighted India's partnership with the United Nations and particularly its South South Corporation. The 90 minute discussion was attended by the President of the United Nations General Assembly, UN Deputy Secretary General, and Foreign Affairs Minister of Armenia, Antigua and Barbuda, Guyana, Jamaica, Tanzania, Maldives, Gambia, Timor-Leste, Cyprus and Yemen, Lauding India's contribution on vaccine, food security, development projects and international peacekeeping. Jamaica's Foreign Minister Kamina Johnson-Smith and Guyana's Foreign Minister Hugh Hilton Todd spoke about the role India played in helping countries in the Caribbean with its pandemic management. In related news, Jamaicans urge to apply for training courses offered by Indian government. Jamaica Information Service reports, Jamaicans are being encouraged to enroll for courses offered under the Indian Technical and Economic Corporation ITEC program iTech is a bilateral corporation between the governments of India and Jamaica. The program offers training in professional fields for persons in the public and private sectors, as well as university students. The short-term courses, which are available in India and online from three weeks to three months, are fully sponsored, including free tuition, travel, accommodations and a stipend. At a reception held on Wednesday, September 21st at the High Commission of India in Kingston to celebrate iTech Day, which is observed every year on September 15th, Minister Without Portfolio in the office of the Prime Minister Floyd Green said that he will ensure that that more Jamaicans take advantage of the training opportunity. The minister thanked the government of India for ensuring the sustenance of the program, noting that the country has been a model for South-South Corporation. The fact that you have helped over 400 Jamaicans is a testament to our friendship, he noted. The High Commissioner of India to Jamaica said that his government is now offering 50 iTech scholarships to Jamaicans instead of the usual 30 and urged the government to ensure that the slots are taking up. He noted that approximately 182 training programs in various fields would be available for Jamaicans between now and May 2023. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. In other news, President of Dominica calls for an end to Russian and Ukraine war, Cuba trade embargo and U.S. sanctions on Venezuela. Dominica News Online reports during his speech at the 77th session of the General Assembly, President of Dominica, Charles Saverin, noted, the invasion of one country by another must always be condemned, and Dominica has condemned the invasion of Ukraine without reservation. While calling for an immediate cessation from the conflict, he stressed that, in this interconnected world, what happens in one part of the globe affects us all, and this has been the case with the ongoing war. We are all victims of the skyrocketing prices of oil and petroleum products. The cost of production of goods and services is similarly adversely affected. As the Russian and Ukraine are among the leading suppliers of grain, this conflict has created a shortage in the world's supply of grain with implications for hunger in countries which rely on imports of grain from these two countries, he added. The head of state further remarked that Dominica also welcomes the deal between Ukraine and Russia with the assistance of Turkey, supported by the United Nations Secretary General, to have significant quantities of grain shipped from Ukrainian ports to various destinations, thereby alleviating the emerging global food crisis. Saverin went on to highlight that the trade and economic embargo imposed against Cuba continues to be of great concern to Dominica, and the lifting of it has become more urgent in light of the global impact of the Russian-Ukraine war on food security. The president also added his voice on the calls for the end of the U.S. and other countries imposed sanctions against Venezuela, which poses an unusual and extraordinary threat to national security, and foreign policy. He made known that the consequences of these sanctions, preventing millions of Venezuelans from meeting the most basic needs, made even worse by the COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine. The political, economic, social, and humanitarian crisis in Venezuela demands immediate attention, he said. Next up, Antigua and Barbuda seeks to improve water supply and signs an MOU with Malta. Antigua Newsroom reports, as the government of Antigua and Barbuda continues to aggressively improve the water supply to its consumers, Prime Minister Gaston Brown last week met with Robert Abela. Prime Minister of the Republic of Malta to sign an agreement of understanding to strengthen technical cooperation between the two countries. The MOU aims to establish a capacity-building program for strategy and technical personnel at Antigua and Barbuda Public Utilities Authority. The program will comprise of a pilot- leakage management project in isolated water supply zones within the Municipal Water Distribution Network. According to the report, this should result in the development of a holistic, comprehensive leakage identification management and control strategy. By virtue of this signed MOU, the Government of Malta will provide support for training visits. After the signing, the leaders re-engage in a plethora of issues that small island developing states face. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup, home of beautiful Caribbean people. Coming soon online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now here's great news for Barbados, where Barbadian Rihanna to headline Super Bowl halftime show. NBC News reports Barbadian native Rihanna will headline the halftime show at next year's Super Bowl. The pop singer, her record label, the NFL, and new halftime sponsor, Apple Music, made the announcement on Sunday. The Twitter accounts of NFL and Rock Nation, the record label that represents Rihanna, founded by rapper Jay-Z, posted a photo of what appears to be Rihanna's tattooed arm holding up an NFL football with the caption, Let's Go. Rihanna posted the same image on her Instagram account. Rihanna had the opportunity to headline the 2019 Halftime Show, but she confirmed to Vogue later that year that she turned it down to support Colin Kaepernick, the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback who attracted both support and controversy for taking a knee during the national anthem before NFL games to protest police brutality against black people and other forms of racial injustice. And now here's our final note, jet bridges, second floors and more major upgrades set for U.S. Virgin Islands airports. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports the U.S. Virgin Islands Port Authority has made it clear that it intends to retain ownership of the territory's two main airports as it seeks private firms to invest fully in its modernization and reconstruction of the territory's two main air travel facilities. The Virgin Islands Port Authority Governing Board authorized a public-private partnership to expand and modernize the Cyril E. King Airport on St. Thomas and the Henry E. Rolson Airport on St. Croix. The Virgin Islands Port Authority Executive Director, Carlton Dow, told the consortium that the authority will be leasing to whichever company or companies are successful. He emphasized that the Port Authority will retain full ownership of both airports. A request for qualifications is expected to be issued in December, followed by a request for proposals. The companies chosen will be shortlisted to determine the winner of the bids. In exchange for agreeing to reconstruct the airports, the company will be allowed to operate and implement various fees as well as lease to businesses at both facilities for a specified to be agreed upon amount of time until the loan reaches maturity. This podcast has been brought to you by The Greatest Show on Earth, October 1st, Antilles School, St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, Let's Talk your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 26th. I'm Keisha Wallace. Fire! For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.